We're going to continue our journey and keep skating down the line. In this episode, Jonathan Bay interviews the candidates for Mission and Ministry Board Area Number 2. Welcome, Rosanna Eller-McFadden. We're glad for this opportunity to get to know you better as you are on the ballot for Mission and Ministry Board Area 2 at this year's annual conference. What makes the position you're being considered for important in the life of the broader church? Well, as you know, the church is organization, a body that affirms Jesus Christ as its head. But I believe that any organization needs leadership, and uh, so positions of leadership are important. I think leadership in the church is distinctive from some other kinds of leadership that we think of, that I don't see my role in this process as bringing so much particular expertise as it is a willingness to uh, listen and hear what the issues are and uh, do my best to be transparent about those with the people whom I serve. Do you want to expand at all on listening as leadership? I'm a little bit intrigued by that. Well, the experience that I bring uh, or would bring to this position is influenced partly by being a pastor. And um, I think listening is a really important part of pastoral leadership of any leadership, but uh, in some unique ways in pastoral leadership. And um, I have found that whatever energy or spirit I bring into a gathering tends to be multiplied. (laughs) And so bringing spirit of uh, a willingness to listen and an openness to what other people know that I may not know is a really important part of leadership. Uh, The church is a complicated organization. Uh, This is a national position. There's no way that I can understand going into this position what all of the issues and the perspectives are. What do you think makes you better suited for this position in 2022 than you would have been, say, five or 10 years ago? So I wouldn't say better suited necessarily, but differently suited. I'm sure that I would not have allowed myself to be nominated for this position 20 years ago um, because I don't think I would have had space in my life um, raising a family and things to do it justice. Uh, The experience that I've gained over that time may be significant, but I think experience doesn't automatically equal wisdom. (laughs) I think Uh, People who do have space in their lives when they're in their 30s or 40s to be in leadership positions like that, I am so grateful for what they bring, what they bring to situations and conversations. Uh, The church is in a different place than it was 20 years ago. I do my best to match what I bring to what the need is. I really like that perspective of differently suited. And it sounds like you have really thought a lot about um, where, where you have energy and how to manage that. So I think that 
nicely leads into this question of holding a leadership position in the church is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And on top of your other jobs and personal life, how do you envision taking care of yourself while juggling multiple responsibilities? Yeah, that was a great question. And thanks to whoever came up with that question. I would paraphrase a quote from Goethe, who says, they are happiest to find peace in their own home. I feel like the place where I live and uh, the person I live with, my husband, Tim, um, is a person and a place that gives me energy and gives me a place where I can recharge. That is a place where I find peace. I have over many years um, developed some habits of regular exercise and uh, healthy friendships that I feel like serve me well. My congregation is a supportive place and they're supportive of this nomination. I think probably most importantly, and I, I found this in my pastoral work and other work that I've done, particularly in the church, that work that feels purposeful is it's still work, but it's nowhere near as draining as work where you feel like you're not accomplishing anything. So hopefully work for the church is always feels purposeful in a perfect world. That's what it would be. That doesn't mean that I haven't sat through boring meetings and all of those things, but uh, I feel like if mission and ministry board is doing important work, then that is energizing work to be a part of. Is there a person or organization currently or in your past that has inspired you or helped you to develop your gifts so that you have this uh, passion and skills to be prepared for this position? I had a seminary professor. I got my theological training at AMBS, which at the time was Associated Mennonite Biblical Seminary. It's now Anabaptist Mennonite Biblical Seminary. And I had a professor there um, whom I have quoted often, and she said, in the economy of God, nothing is wasted. And so I don't feel like necessarily that the people who've inspired me were inspiring me to prepare to be on the mission and ministry board, but that God is able to use gifts which I have developed and the people that have been placed in my way and the encouragement that I've gotten from those people to prepare me to be willing to serve with the gifts that I have. So um, seminary professors that were inspiring to me, uh, my uh, three-year tenure on the Program and Arrangements Committee of the Church of the Brethren and that experience for annual conference. Uh, I worked with some terrific moderators and moderators-elect during that time and got a sense of the commitment and the thoughtfulness that they brought to their leadership and their preparation. And it was partly that experience that led me to go to seminary uh, to explore theological education further and uh, then become, it, then go into pastoral ministry, which is something I had said I would never do. <laughs> so I know that part of that preparation is the possibility that you might end up doing something that you said you would never do. And believe that God has a sense of humor when we say, I'm never doing that. Yeah, uh, I agree with that too. I think it's uh, 
it's almost as naming our calling and not really being ready for it yet. Yep. <laughs> Why do you think you were nominated for this position? The simple answer to that, the functional answer for that is that uh, somebody that I served with on the Northern Indiana District Board asked permission to mock to nominate me. He's somebody whom I respect a lot. And I know that he had a sense of what all might be involved in this. I, I mean, I know that he didn't ask that question lightly. I think one of the things that uh, united us in our service on the district board was a conviction that if you're not satisfied with things, you should be willing to be part of trying to make them better. And I would say the, the reason that I agreed to be nominated for the district board was because of annual conference 2011 in Grand Rapids was kind of a traumatic event uh, for me. Um, and it's about 100 miles from where I lived, Grand Rapids. And so as I drove home from that conference and thinking over the events of that conference, I decided that if I had a chance or the opportunity or God willing, I was called into service, I would try and find a way to say yes, to try and change because I was not, I did not feel comfortable with how that conference had gone and how it represented our denomination and what I had, what I would want people to know about our denomination, that I would try and step into those doors if they open. What is your vision for the Church of the Brethren? How do you long for us to become more aligned with the teachings of Jesus? Yeah, so I, I've given a lot of thought to that question and questions like it. And I, I want to say, I think there's a difference between having a vision and having an agenda. And I do not feel like I want to be part of leadership so that I can make things into my what, the way I think they ought to be. And I know that it's not always a clear line between what we want and what we feel like Christ is calling us to. And I think that's a difference that we need to be conscious of all of the time. I would hope I would be united in the goal of everyone who's part of the Church of the Brethren of wanting the church to be faithful in continuing the work of Jesus Christ. But I do not think faithfulness means uh, being uh, static. The world is changing. Our opportunities for uh, reaching out to others in the name of Christ are changing. I think the pandemic accelerated some of those changes, positive and negative. For me, it is significant that uh, our denomination is one that defines itself positively, like what we are for and whom we are advocating for, uh, rather than one which defines itself negatively, like we're the church that doesn't do this. Um, and I know that can be a matter of semantics, um, but it's important. So, for example, clearly, we ought to be the church which is against sin. But that is not what I want as the tagline for our denomination, no matter how much I agree with that. Um, I would 
rather be the denomination that advocates for new life in Christ. Um, and I really think the way that we imagine that shapes us and shapes our interactions with other people, uh, both people within the denomination and those whom we are trying to reach for the sake of uh, Christ and the Church of the Brethren. Thank you so much, Rosanna, for being vulnerable and sharing more about yourself with us. I really appreciated getting to know you. Yeah, better. thank you for the opportunity to do this, Jonathan. I um, I appreciate that people are interested and the people who uh, care enough about these nominations to uh, go to the extra effort to find out about the people behind those pictures in the annual conference booklet. Linda Fry from Northern Ohio District did not respond to email or phone requests for an interview. But you can read her profile on brethren.org slash AC 2022 slash business slash ballot.